Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. I pray that these are a blessing to you and that you also are reading the Word of God every day. Today we are in the book of Romans, continuing to make progress little by little. And so we're going to be back in Romans, and we are in chapter 11 today, and I want to cover verses 1 through 8, so we're going to make a little bit more progress today, but I believe there's some powerful things that we need to discuss today and that the Lord has shown me, so I want to deliver those to you, and I pray that they will bless you. Romans chapter 11, verse 1, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they've killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it is written. God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. I want to stop there for today and discuss these because I believe there's some important things we need to talk about here, and I don't want to skip over those. I'm not trying to rush through this. I'm trying to give it its due due weight and its due justice. As we make progress through the word, we want to fully understand it. So we're in the section of Romans chapters 9 through 11. And we have already discussed chapters 9 and 10 in the last several episodes. We've seen how Paul is focusing now on Israel, the church in Israel, God's relationship to Israel, What's the hope for Israel? Where does Israel fit in to all of this now? And so we saw how in chapter 9, he primarily deals with Israel's past failures. Chapter 10, primarily dealing with Israel's sad spiritual current state and condition, rejecting Jesus. But there is still hope. They need to hear the gospel and they can be saved. So then in chapter 11, he's going to continue from there to show us Israel's future. And to do so, he says, okay, so Israel rejected God in their current state. They're still in rebellion and rejection of the Messiah that has come. So is God just done with them? Has he cast them off? And he says, no, certainly not. You want proof? I'm one of you. I'm one of the reasons that I can say that because I'm a Jew and yet I'm a part of this church because I have believed in Jesus. Jesus himself in Paul's case came and made himself known 
to Paul, to Saul at that time is who he was called. So Saul became Paul. Jesus changed him, not only in his name, but in who he is, his character. Jesus made him a brand new man, made him a brand new person, gave him a brand new life. And Paul became discipled. There were people God put in his path after that. It began with Ananias. And we talked a little bit about that when we read that yesterday. So Paul is saying, I'm one of the Jews who is part of that remnant because I believed. The remnant simply represents all who will receive the Messiah. Those who will believe. Those whose eyes will be opened and their ears will be opened so that when they hear that rhema word of God that is delivered to them, it births faith in their heart. They receive that word and it creates faith in them, faith to believe in Jesus, and they call upon him and are saved, just like Romans 10 says. So Paul continues in Romans chapter 11 here, and he says this, Israel missed it as a whole, but the grace of God saw fit to keep a remnant. And these are the ones that Paul in verse 7 here calls the elect. It's not elect in the sense that others are excluded. It's elect in the sense that these are the ones that God preserved so that when they heard the word, they could believe on him and of their own choice, call upon him and be saved. And God knew that. And so God saw fit to have this remnant. And even though at first Saul did not appear to be one of them, which is why he says, it's definitely not of works. I'm living proof of that too. It's not works because I was, I had opposite works, but it's of grace. It's God's grace because God had seen fit to create Saul and to even set him apart as a chosen vessel. And God was working all that time. And it comes to chapter nine of the book of Acts and Jesus appears to Saul. And now Saul becomes a believer. So he's talking here about this remnant again. And he says that God by his grace has this remnant and the remnant are the ones that have obtained what the whole nation of Israel claimed they were seeking after. It began with those 11 faithful disciples. And even in Jesus' day, he had 70 disciples. At one point, it was accounted. He had multitudes of followers. But we know of about 70 that he called disciples and he sent them out. And then by the time we get to Acts chapter 2, the number has grown to 120. And then you have Paul a little bit later and all that have come into this faith and into this family of God since then, even of the Jews today. And God has been saving Jewish people and Gentile people ever since that day. You see, the gospel is open to everyone and anyone, Jew or Gentile alike, Jew or non-Jew alike, even today. And today, the Jews that are saved now consider themselves mainly Messianic Jews or completed Jews. Those are the main terms that I've heard. 
Some call themselves Christians as well. Marty Getz tends to call himself a Jew born anew. I like that. A Jew born anew. Praise God. These have obtained what Israel had missed, which is that true righteousness, not the righteousness that is by works or by the law, but the righteousness that is by faith and faith alone. You see, Paul Paul is weaving this gospel so beautifully. And many people have thought that chapters 9 through 11 didn't belong in the book of Romans. It was almost as if it was an interruption or a misfit. Oh no, not at all. Paul is weaving this whole book together perfectly and putting it all together because he's saying here that Israel was seeking after the righteousness. They wanted a right standing with God. They wanted the favor of God. They rejected how God said it would come. They rejected the one whom God sent that could have given them that because they refused to believe in him. They would not accept him. But it's by faith. It's true righteousness is by faith, true believing faith. And Paul has established that for us in chapters 1 through 5, that it's justification by faith alone and that Jew or Gentile, all people are sinners standing guilty before a holy God unless and until they believe in Jesus Christ. And then God responds by justifying them by faith alone. And then in chapters 6 through 8, he tells us how that new life plays out in practical daily living and how we can have that victorious life through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So chapters 9 through 11 now fit perfectly because he's saying these are not an interruption, but rather they're a vital element of the whole. And it clarifies the Jews in the church. He's making sure that the Jews understand the church is not some separate being. They don't worship some separate God. This Jesus is not some other God. It is one and the same. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God the Father is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's one and the same. Jesus is the Messiah promised in the Old Testament. And shown all through the Old Testament, and now has come on the scene. He is of the seed of Abraham. He is a Jew. And so Paul is weaving all of that together. He's trying to help them understand. This is what you've missed. You can be righteous through faith in Jesus Christ alone, in Yeshua, the Messiah, who has been sent to you exactly like God the Father promised in the Old Testament. And so it's beautiful how Paul is weaving this together perfectly. It's a natural flow and it's beautiful how it's woven together. So after chapters one through eight, he wants to clear up and make sure the Jews understand that even though we have this new entity now called the church that Jesus Christ has built, he is showing them now that it includes the believing Jews and the believing Gentiles, and that there is an open invitation to his own people. He wants to see his own people come to faith in Jesus. He's already told us that in chapter 9 and in chapter 10. It's his heart's desire. 
that his brethren, his Jewish people, also come to faith in Jesus and find this righteousness that they've been seeking. He wants all the remnant of his people to come in as well. He wants them to open their hearts to Jesus and believe. Paul himself was a perfect example and could speak to them with authenticity and invite and welcome them also to come to Jesus. And he could also be a perfect example to show all the Gentile believers the heart of God for the Jewish people and show us how to also welcome and invite the Jewish people to come and hear and be saved. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and that, Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name.